0: Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Shelton. Episode 57. We got a good lineup here ahead of UFC 268. Back-to-back weeks of numbered events. The return to Madison Square Garden, obviously a really good card with the two title fights at the top. Gagey Chandler, really intriguing. Uh, fight, but our first guess is going to be a uh, fighter on the main card in Billy Quarantillo who's fighting Shane Burgos. This should be an all-action fight. If it wasn't for Gagey Chandler being on this card, this seems like the frontrunner for a fight of the night. Both guys are all action fighters. Both guys very good strikers. Uh, Burgos obviously has the knockout power. Billy Quarantillo is more of a grinder, just kind of gets you out in those deep waters and really starts to take over. But really good chat with Billy about this fight, finally with that opportunity to fight a top 15 guy, and, and really just starting to make his way up the featherweight ranks. We're then going to be joined by Chris Curtis. Yes, Chris Curtis finally making his UFC debut. Of course, he's signed, uh, supposed to fight uh, Phil Hawes a couple weeks ago. The day of weigh-ins, he gets the call. He weighs in. Uh, Phil Hawes ends up not taking the fight. He says he wants a bit more notice. They get rebooked for UFC 268. But something interesting is the UFC action were going to keep Chris Curtis around because they didn't need him for that fight. But it ended up being Sean Strickland harassing, harassing the UFC too. Uh, Keep Curtis, who's the main training partner in town. But this is a big fight, Chris Curtis. He's been trying to get to the UFC for years now. He retired a few years back; he didn't think he was going to get it, but now is his opportunity. We're then going to be joined by Jordan Williams to preview his fight against Ian Gary. Ian Gary's the hot new thing out of Ireland. A lot of people in Irish media think he's the next McGregor. Jordan Williams, nine five two fight losing streak, one and two, zero uh, oh and two in the UFC. He has the win on the tender series, but Jordan knows he's kind of handpicked for a reason. They want to get Ian Gary a win. They want to get him a win on a big card, and they want to get him a finish. So he's here to play spoiler. He thinks he has what it takes to really uh, ruin a lot of the plans they have with Ian Gary, who's just 23 years old and looks phenomenal already. And we close things out talking to Ode Osborne to preview his flyweight fight against CJ Vergara. Ode coming off that loss to Manel Cop, where he lost by knockout, but it was kind of an early stoppage. He got caught with the flying knee. He didn't seem out of it. He seemed to recover right away, but the ref jumped in, stopped it. And he's walking with CJ Vergara to the UFC who's coming off that really impressive 41 second knock on the tender series has some good wins on the regional scene. So really tough test for Ode, who could be fighting for his UFC job, but really good show as always good chat with all of them. Be sure to share the show, subscribe tune in next week for another episode. And thank you all again for listening. All right. We're joined by UFC featherweight, Billy Corantilla, who's got a massive fight at MSG. Billy, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me
0: yeah when you found out you're fighting shane burgos like a ranked guy like just an all-action kind of guy like is it basically an immediate yes when jason calls you with that matchup
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah we're still um we had to kind of figure out uh you know who was going to be next after after my last fight and i pretty much told him i was game for whatever uh while i was on my honeymoon they actually mentioned they're like dude you know they're there's not a lot of guys above you that have been looking that good. So it could be a ranked guy. So that's what I was like, Oh shit. Like, let's do it. You know, they know I'm game. I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't think it was necessary to like skip the line as they say, but, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm coming off a huge win. And, you know, since that fight, I've just been getting better doing everything I could do to, uh, put together a great training camp and and get this win at MSG.
0: And I think too, with this fight, like, When you found out, like, did it just kind of all make sense to do MSG2 just because you guys are both New York guys?
1: Well, I actually – funny story. I actually, in between rounds of my last fight against uh, uh, Gabriel Benitez, Dana White was right there at the apex, and it's like super quiet. So like in between rounds, in between uh, the first and second round – or no, actually in between the second and third round uh, because they took a little longer because they were looking at Benitez. I was telling Dana, I was like, hey, man, I love this apex, but – you know, like let's let's get a fight with a, in a crowd. You know, I've been I've this is my fifth fight at the apex at that point, and I think that's a record. Um, you know, I'm just one of those guys that Apex, 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 Apex. So uh in between rounds, they're like, all right, well, we'll see. He's like, you know, get get this one done first, type attitude. And uh, you know, I got it done. I got a great fight. They gave me the uh fight of the night. So after that, they're like Shane Burgos and MSG. So I really asked for msg which they gave me and then the shane burgos that's just you know kind of the cherry on top getting a ranked a, a ranked opponent uh who's super dangerous who will definitely put on a, a, a great show with me
0: well what have you made i know Burgos is on a two-fight losing streak but what have you made of his last two fights like that josh emmett fight was one of the best fights last year and then mm-hmm. the edson marbose one was just kind of like that weird one where he got hit and then it was like 10 seconds later he kind of got knocked out like out, of, you just kind of lost his footing sort of
1: yeah yeah you know I I've watched I watched both fights I've said this in other interviews I've watched both fights at the time just as, as a fan of pretty much everyone involved you know they were all great fights and I didn't think I'd be fighting him this soon but I'm really excited about it it's like a pleasant surprise where I know I'm already I know I'm ready for it and but I just didn't think I'd you know be able to climb the ranking so quickly so I'm happy to be four and one and yeah both fights were amazing that Josh Emmett fight was great um you know josh edged it out and then another really tough fight against barbosa so you know what shane you know what what burgos does he brings it every fight he's gonna come at me he's gonna try to knock my head off i'm gonna do the same thing and uh it's just gonna be a just an incredible fight i can't wait for it
0: Stylistically, like how do you think you match up against him
1: uh, I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people. You know, he's getting this, he has this rap is this big, like knockout guy. guys, big uh, you know, he's great on the feet. He's knocking people out, but I think I have a lot more. I think I have more pro knockouts than him. Um, I'm able to hurt people. I'm able to hurt people on the feet too. And I've definitely had other fights that they said some, so-and-so is going to outstrike me. So-and-so is going to beat me up, do this or do that. And I've been able to, to, you know, prove a lot of people wrong in other fights and I think this is just a bigger spotlight. And uh, I, I like the matchup. I like how we match up on the feet. I like my grappling. I like my jujitsu. It's going to be, like, overall as a full MMA fight, I really like my chances in this fight. And I'm going there to, to get the win.
0: Do you think, too, a lot of, like, non-hardcore fans are just going to overlook you in this fight just because they'll see the number beside Shane and just be like, oh, this is fight for Shane to get back in the win column?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it is, you know, and, and I've been a casual fan too, you know, where that, I don't really know everyone's name, even even to this day. So I think the people that don't know who I am and they've seen Shane fight and they've seen Shane fight these top 10 guys, top five guys in the world, the, uh, they could definitely write me off, but good thing it, it, it's not going to make a difference to me. I, I'm dialed in, I'm focused, I got my training camp together. I know what I'm capable of and I know at the end of the day, if I can go out there and fight my fight and fight the way i'm capable of fighting I'm, I'm easily gonna get the win if i go out there and have a bad night i still think i can go and, and get the win so whatever it takes to get to get my hand raised at msg is what i'm willing to do whether people are writing me off or not it's, it's something i'm pretty much used to at this point and uh, i'm excited to get some new fans and, and prove some people wrong
0: how do you kind of see this fight playing out? because shane even though he got knocked out by like cater and Barbosa like he's a very durable and tough guy to finish like like mm-hmm. he gets dropped a bit, but he always recovers pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. He could definitely take a shot. And uh, that's, he's one of those guys that I, you know, I have good conditioning. He has good conditioning. He's not one of those guys that I'm going to try to drag into deep waters. There's some guys I feel like I could fight. And, you know, I know, I know as long as I last until the third round, I could just wear him out with Shane. You got to pretty much take him out. So uh, I'm going to chip away at him. I'm going to, you know, work my striking work, everything really. And wherever the, the easiest path for me to get the victory, whether it's snatching his neck and getting a choke or whether it's landing a, you know, that perfect shot, uh, I think I'm going to rise to the occasion and I'm going to get it done.
0: Uh, where do you think that kind of puts you? Like you just kind of take his spot at 14 and rank guys from here on out?
1: Yeah, you know, just big fights. I, I'm excited to, to have the MSG fight. I think there's other fights against non-ranked guys, but I think at that point, I think climbing up from, you know, whatever, I'm in like the 20s or whatever, uh, climbing up and and being in the top 15 and being a ranked opponent, especially if I'm able to do what I'm planning on doing, and that's, you know, putting on a show at MSG, getting a huge dominant win. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it, it's you know, top 14 up from there, you know, uh, keep chasing that world championship, and uh, getting some big paydays, and seeing how far I can take this thing into, until I fight for that belt.
0: Is this kind of the perfect timing for you too? Because you had your uh, honeymoon, and then mm-hmm. you're uh, beginning of November, so you're probably done for the rest of the year. So you get to spend like the holidays and all that, and don't have to worry about uh, cutting weight or anything.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect timing. Not only that, I'm 32 now, so. I got, I got into the sport late and I got to the UFC late. So now I'm kind of just making up for lost time and why not, you know, why can't I go out there and beat Shane Burgos? It was the the same people that told me I wouldn't get into the contender series. I'd never make it to the UFC. I'd never get that first win. I'd never, you know, I'd never start three and Oh, I'd never go four and one. They've been doubting me the same way. So why can't I, you know, why can't, why why can't I do it if I just work my ass off and just keep doing what I've been doing and, I'm still getting better every single day, so I like my chances in this fight, and then after that, yeah, top 15, and uh, like, you know, I moved to Tampa to, to chase a world championship, and we're still on that path, so it's a good thing.
0: Oh, What's that going to be like <clears throat> when you walk into Madison Square Garden, and like, it's not as a fan, it's like you're going into the locker room, and like, because for a New York guy, like, that's probably something you probably dreamed of.
1: Yeah, of course. And, you know, I grew up in Buffalo, so it wasn't always – I think a, a fight in Buffalo for me would would probably still give me that same feel. But, yeah, Madison Square Garden, it's 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 a stadium that I've talked about with people since I was a child, you know, competing there, just doing anything there. Um, being at Fervo, Matt Ferrola's fight, I went there to watch him um, when he had a draw against Landau, which, you know, I think he won still. But I feel like I had the experience of already being there, so I don't think he's got a huge advantage of – He already fought there a couple of times. But yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be a special fight and I'm just going to go in there and make sure that my game plan's dialed in and I've done everything a a few thousand times that I know I can't miss. So it'll be a great night for me and uh, I'm, I'm excited for it.
0: Do you really plan to call anyone out or is it just whoever the UFC gives you with a win?
1: Um, we'll see, you know, um, I don't really like to plan things too far in advance. Like my walkout song, I haven't picked yet. I'll, I'll I'll get, it'll get closer to the fight before I pick that. If I'm going to call someone out, it'll get closer. You know, we'll still, we'll still see how a few of these other fights play out in the division, but I know what the fans want. You know, I know the fans want a big call out, a big name. Uh, they want to see, you know, a, a highlight reel finish and, you know, followed by some, some drama on the microphone. So we'll think of something I'm really focusing on the fighting part. I'm sure I'm going to be an underdog in this fight. So I'm really focused in on doing whatever it takes to get the win and, uh, let that other stuff come as it comes, you know,
0: uh, what's it like being on this card too? Like to me, this is probably the biggest card they're doing this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's, I just got to make the most of it. I felt like after my, you know, I, I fought in the, the, I fought on a fight night the first three times, and then my fourth fight, they gave me a pay-per-view on the uh, the Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira, you know, that the two, UFC 256, and I lost that fight. Then they sent me back to the uh, fight night. I won that, so now they're giving me another pay-per-view. So I got to go and, and, and just, just do what I, I'm capable of. You know, don't let the moment be too big, and I know if I do what I've been doing, it's going to be a great night for me.
0: Is it going to be weird walking out with the fans? Like it's been like two years since that for
1: you. A little bit, but I've looked so forward to it. I think in these type of fights, you know, there's always a balance of being nervous and being excited and being, you know, emotional and pumped up. And I think the excitement will kind of take over the nerves a little bit. And just the excitement of being there and being a part of it. And uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be a different environment, but I think I'm prepared for it.
0: Uh, is the training camp fully in Tampa with like the Frivola or do you still go up to Buffalo the odd time to work up there?
1: Uh, no, this one will be 95% in Tampa. I'm, I've been in Tampa this whole time. Um, I'll go up to New York city, like uh, like long Island probably a week before the fight and train with Frivola up there, like where he lives in long Island. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly in Tampa where I've done most of my training camps.
0: Well, uh, are you, st- uh, when do you think Frivola is going to get back in there?
1: He is actually on his honeymoon right now, so he will be back, my guess, is in January or February. You know, he's coming off that tough loss, that flash knockout. You know, there's nothing we can do about it now. But I know he's a UFC-caliber fighter. I know he could beat a lot of guys in the UFC and, you know, and still make a run run at things at the lightweight division. So I'm thinking January or February, and I'm excited for him to get back on track. And I think he's going to have a huge, uh, you know, 2022 season.
0: Would you guys want to share a card together, or is that like just too much
1: work for you guys? Uh, It's actually almost happened twice. We we got booked on the same card for Nebraska. Well, and and you know, back in the day, as amateurs, we fought on the same card, and as pros, we fought on the same card. But in the UFC, we almost did it twice. We almost fought in Nebraska, and they canceled it because that's when you know COVID started. And then we were going to fight on another card, and he broke his foot like right before and I went out and knocked out Kyle Nelson and he was supposed to fight someone and he got canceled. So it it might happen eventually. If not, it's all good. It is a lot, it is a lot different, you know, kind of helping each other and, you know, watching each other fight, but yeah, I would do it. I'd be, I'd be game. I don't know if we're going to plan on doing it. You know, obviously I'm I'm set for November. I don't know when he's going to be good to go again, but we would both be down. I'm sure.
0: No more rough and rowdy corner appearances.
1: No, actually, you know, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. My brother, Austin has uh, never been in like a real fight before was trying to get on rough and rowdy. And so he was going to, I talked to my guy, my guy, Robbie Fox, shout out to Robbie. And we tried to get, we're trying to get my brother on, but unfortunately the date is in December and he's actually coming to Tampa to come to one of the bills games. So rough and rowdy 2022 for Austin Cornetello, my brother, it's going to happen. So hopefully, uh, you know, he can, he can get a little bit of boxing in. But yeah, I, we'll, we'll definitely be back at Rough and Rowdy. We have a great time with those guys. All the Barstool guys, super cool. Uh, we're, we're fans of theirs, and uh, we appreciate them having us.
0: Well, last thing go, Bills.
1: Oh, uh, go, Bills. I um, love it. I actually have a UFC hat on now, but uh, they've been killing it this year. This is a huge year for the Bills. Been watching every game. Glad you're uh, repping the squad and uh, big things this year
0: i can't believe frivola thought the dolphins would win
1: what a clown well yeah we got jimmy frivola who yeah. likes the dolphins they're a bunch of bums and maddie frivola who's a jets fan so they're all they're all talking they were talking trash earlier in this year but they've been pretty quiet uh as the season goes on because the bills are you know they're definitely going to go on a run this year
0: all right well billy i appreciate the time thanks so much for doing this cole you all right we're joined by the one of the newest UFC fighters finally Chris
2: Curtis (laughs) it's good man it's been a very long time coming it's it's nice to hear that though
0: yeah like before we get into your fight I just kind of want to touch on what happened a couple weeks ago like you're supposed to we find out what the day of weigh-ins you're filling in like you get the UFC deal you're supposed to fight Phil Hawes you weigh in and then Phil doesn't take the fight like what kind of was that twenty four hours like for you?
2: It was weird, man. I uh, I got it was that Thursday. I got home. I uh, from uh, hard sparring day, hard training day. I go eat a big dinner of like chicken breast and like a pound, of like two chicken breasts, and, like a pound of green beans. Go upstairs and land down. I turn my TV on. My manager comes banging on my door. I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "What do you weigh?" I don't know, man. He's like, "Get on the scale." It's 197, and he's like, "Can we make 185 by tomorrow?" for this fight and i was like well i guess we're going to so 10 o'clock we start cutting weight i made weight at uh it's like one probably about one o'clock in the morning then we got up in the morning and went weighed in it's just it was it was a roller coaster ride man you're there you weighed in i had my first ufc weigh in like finally and then an hour later they're like uh here the fight's not happening so it was just up
0: and down man (laughs) How heartbreaking was that? Because for people that, like, don't know you, you're a guy that should have been signed to the UFC after your contender series fight. You should have been in the UFC, like, years ago. So to finally get you a shot, and then it kind of comes crashing down. Like, what were kind of the emotions, like, when you found out the fight wasn't happening?
2: It was heartbreaking, man, honestly. Excuse me. It was heartbreaking, man. Like, I... You know, you get the sh- you get your call, you get your shot, you weigh in. You're like, all right, I'm doing this. You get in that headspace, like ready to go. I'm a guy who loves to fight too. I don't get like the fear jitters. I just get excited, man. You know, like I'm just ready to go. I've got a uh, 34 fights now. Like I don't have that same fear anymore. And now it's just the anticipation, and like I finally hear, I get to do it, and then stop. And you're just like, oh man, it's like all the build up and no finish, man. Just <laughs> like, what is happening right now?
0: Were you ever worried that maybe they would then pull your UFC contract away from you just because that fight, like you got it because of the short notice fight, now the short notice fight wasn't happening and maybe they'd take it away?
2: Oh, I was super sick, man, because like my contract was dependent on me fighting. And I did my part. I showed up. He said no. And my first thought was like, You gotta be kidding me, man. Like they're gonna fucking drop me. And uh it was the point everybody freaked out where Sean Strickland of all people called Mick Maynard to like plead on my behalf. Like, dude, don't cut him. Like, you know, so my manager talking to like Mick, like you, like you, you got to let him fight, man. Like I've done everything under the sun and Mick Maynard's a great dude, man. He's just like, you know, they told him like, I've been fighting for this forever, blah, blah, blah. So Mick's like, you know, we'll keep him on. So like, you know, you know, it's crazy when Sean Strickland calls and like, goes out of his way to try to save you like <laughs> you know everyone else is concerned but like big uh did me a huge solid and kept me off
0: and you get this fight at like basically just rebooking the phil haas fight but just a few weeks later at middleweight i know you fought a middleweight in the past like is middleweight your new home or is it just this was the fight offer and you had to take it
2: uh this this is the fight they're like i didn't really get an uh an offer they're like hey you're fighting phil haas and i'm like okay not gonna complain. So uh we don't know yet. Like uh we're working on I was playing on a one seventy fight, so I hadn't really planned on bulking up. So then we had three weeks to kinda like, you know, stabilize my weight and just be as strong as possible. So depending on how I feel in this fight, we may spend some time experimenting with seeing, you know, can I get any stronger at one eighty five? Or I may go back to one seventy. It just depends on how this fight goes. But you know, I'm not naturally a middleweight, so We'll we'll see we'll see how I feel we'll see how I perform. Training's been nice like I don't have to go to bed hungry, which is very nice. I can eat like a lot and I don't have to sleep hungry and miserable. But uh, I'm also currently I don't like, I don't see 200 pounds on a scale anymore. Like I'm always you know around 195, 196. So if we go to 85, we're gonna have to bulk up a little bit because I'm way too small to be like a high level 85er right now. But uh, this opportunity, I'll, I'll gladly fight 85. I fought bigger guys, so it's whatever. Uh,
0: silver lining I guess too like obviously you would have le- loved to make your UFC debut a couple weeks ago but now you're in front of fans at Madison Square Garden like it doesn't really get much bigger than that for your UFC debut
2: right yeah talk about was it falling forward like yeah like failing forward like yeah man I definitely failed forward here like oh, all right I went for, uh, from a apex to Madison Square Garden for my debut I'm like yeah this is a could have asked who, how many people get to debut at Madison Square Garden so it worked it worked out i'll take it
0: Uh, this matchup with phil like how do you think you stylistically match up against him
2: uh we're just complete opposites man he's a wrestler who's learning to strike i'm a striker who's learning to wrestle uh at the end of the day though he's a wrestler uh he's got the one knockout that we all know of but like he's not really a guy who's looking to Knock people out. The guy he knocked out, I don't really think should have been there anyway. So it's different. I'm not some random guy. I think he's gonna come out. He will play for a little bit, and then I'll hit him, and he's gonna start wrestling. <laughs> That's yeah, it's, it's. We all go back to uh, what we're what we're we're comfortable with when we get hurt. So, question is, who can do it longer? Can he wrestle longer or can I defend longer? But uh. I fought a lot of wrestlers in my time. I fought a lot of big guys in my time. It's nothing new for me. So, I mean, I think I'm the most experienced guy that he's ever fought by far, and it's not the other way around. So I'm not really too worried about it. I'm a one of my saving graces is I'm good at making adjustments in the fight, and I'm very hard to kill. So, let's see.
0: At, at 85 too. Like, do you just think that power is only going to increase, and you're just going to have more of a power punch because you already had a lot of knockouts at 70?
2: uh for me I'm, de- I'm not i'm not so much the power puncher as i just i am extremely skilled at drowning people like i drown people f- until you know they don't want to fight anymore until it gets hard and at 85 i don't have the weight cut doing i can do it at 70 but you know me getting the 70 takes a lot out of me it takes a lot it saps a lot of energy and like you see me you know i train at 190 195 in the gym you see my pace from 90 to 70 changes completely at 85, you know, my pace is phenomenal. It's even better than it was. I can keep it up for way longer. So I think my power will go up, but more so than anything, my speed and stamina is significantly better at 85 because I don't have you know, I don't have that massive 18-19 pound weight cut looking in front of me.
0: How do you kind of see yourself winning this fight then? Is it basically
2: just getting him into that later rounds and get the finish then? I plan on drowning him like a sack of dumb puppies. I'm gonna drag him to the very end of this, as far as I can go. And you know, three weeks isn't a whole lot. Isn't a full camp. It's not time to do everything you want. So at this point, it's gonna be about who's got the most grit. I'm going. He's gonna be bigger than me. He's gonna be stronger than me. But I'm gonna try my damnedest to drag him into that. Uh, those late that late round, and just make him miserable and make him quit
0: how much of a help is it that you were kind of you were already preparing for a fight for November 14th so like it's just a week earlier that you were kind of already in camp and getting ready
2: yeah it was i mean it's it's great like it's i was a uh, i trained full time i don't take time off like hell saturday they canceled my fight i was working out that either they canceled my fight friday i was working out friday night i worked out saturday morning i did everything i trained full times so all i do i don't do anything else I go to the gym, I'm in the gym right now, like this is all I do. So it helps out that, you know, I'm so consistent. Uh, The only thing I would do differently, honestly, I would love to have like more time for strength work. But, uh, you know, you take what you can get when it comes up. So we'll make it work regardless.
0: You get your hand raised November 6th. Like what are those emotions like? This is a long time coming not to just get the UFC, but pick up a UFC win.
2: For me, man, it, it doesn't, I don't even count it until I win. Like, nothing more I hate when people get, like, one or two fights in the UFC or Bellator and they put Bellator bet or UFC vet after their name. I'm like, no, it doesn't count until you win. So, like, it's awesome to be here and to be on the roster and here, UFC fighter. But for me, mentally, it doesn't count until I win.
0: What do you think a win over Phil does for you in the UFC? Because, like, he's obviously a hot prospect at middleweight, but if you kind of move down to welterweight, like, it still kind of how ha- holds some value there too.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> hilariously, we're like, man, like if I, he's a good prospect. If I beat the shit out of him, I'm like, man, it's kind of puts me in a really weird spot to where like you go beat up Phil. They're not going to let you go beat on low hanging fruit and new guys. I'm like, Oh, all right. But at the same time, like it gets you in a better position, but I don't know, man, I'm not going to worry about it now. Like, I'm not somebody who's like I want to jump in the title contention and like get in the top ten, guy. I'm like, no, man. I've been poor for a long time. Like this sport costs a lot of money, especially if you don't get signed. I am more than happy to wipe out the lower half of the div- any division, whatever. You know, get out four fights, get a new contract, raise some, get my uh, pay up, and then go from there. So I'm in no rush. I'm just trying to kill bodies, finish a contract, and get another one.
0: Is this contract for four fights, or is it still basically depending on this fight?
2: No, it's four fights. Mick, uh, I think Mick genuinely appreciates people who are willing to, uh, take risks and, uh, you know, who dares win. So I was like, Hey, I'll do it. I think Mick greatly appreciates that attitude, especially now in an era where people don't want to fight and they find reasons not to, or, you know, they show up 20 pounds overweight for whatever. So it's, uh, he did me a solid and gave me a four fight deal. So it's very, very fortunate for that
0: something you mentioned earlier that I just wanted to quickly touch on is having Sean Strickland kind of call McMaynard. Like what's that like for you? Cause Sean's a guy that kind of keeps to himself and, and to have him kind of back you up obviously has to say a lot.
2: So Sean is my, Sean is my, Sean is a homie, man. Like we've known each other for like five or six years now we've lived together at points. And, uh, Sean has seen me, my, my highs and lows over this sport. Like this sport has driven me crazy a thousand times. It's cost me like time for my family. It's cost me uh, an engagement. Uh, it's cost me a lot, man. Like, Sean's watched me have like mental breakdowns and like, I'm pretty sure he watched me like destroy all the furniture in my house at one point, freaking out over something. He's just like calmly watching me being Sean Strickland. So he, of all most, of all people, he knows what this means to me. And like, you know, it's, he gets a bad rap, but he actually, when he isn't being terrible, he's actually a decent human being. But like, you just gotta learn how to look through the, uh, the layers. He's like an onion, you know, like an ogre. They've got layers. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, you know, it's always nice to see your boys go out of their way to try to stick up for you and uh, see you through. So it's, uh, it's good to have friends. Uh, a bit
0: disappointed you don't get to share the card with him, because that fight with him and Rockhold would have been on this card as well.
2: Yeah, he'll be in my corner, though, so he'll still be in New York, terrorizing New York, as Sean Strickland does.
0: Who are the main people you're working with for this camp? Sean and who else?
2: Uh, Sean's just always my dude. We're always there. Um, I'm at Extreme Couture full-time now out here in Vegas. So uh, I've been working with uh, Nate Pettit as my head coach, also Eric Nipzig, the coach out here. But you've got Brad Tavares, Pluto Soriano. we have got uh, – God, uh, Roman, what's his last name? Doliz, which I ruined his last name. Uh, You got Islam out here. You've got, uh, there's literally everyone is here. I've got some of the best guys in the UFC in Vegas every day. So it's, it's a great room for me. And uh, it just, for me, it just proves I deserve to be there. So I've got some of the best dudes in the sport every day pushing me. So what I got to worry about Phil for. Uh, Just a couple more things like,
0: I know before the year you were saying how you want to fight like what was it like eight times I think you were saying ten. so I was
2: aiming for 10
0: yeah yeah so get your hand raised here maybe one more in this year you think this is probably it now that you in the UFC
2: I I would try to I would love to get one more in this year I would like win, lose or draw I would love to get one more in this year especially if I lose fuck I got bills to pay but <laughs> but I would I would love to get you know this one and one more in regardless but so All goes well, I come through with no injuries. I'm going to tell them, like, hey, you know, throw me back in for December if something goes wrong. Uh,
0: Just something quickly. I never really found out the answer to it. Is When you signed with Bellator to fight Vanderford, like, whatever happened with that, did they just release you after that fight fell through?
2: Uh, You know what? We've never actually talked about it. We are just like, yeah, like, I got COVID, fight fell through. I I don't – I have a bad habit of not reading contracts. I should really like look over it or whatever. I don't know if it was a one fight deal, like a one fight with an option to extend, but I was just like, whatever it fell through and I didn't care. And I don't think Bellator cared So nobody brought it up. (laughs) Like I wasn't really super soaked about like, you know, fighting in Bellator at the time. And like, I don't think Bellator really cared. So we all just kind of agreed non-verbally to not talk about it. and Just go our separate ways. Uh, just last thing, like
0: I remember in PFL, like you retired, then you uh, came back that later that night to fight Ray Cooper. But like, when did you did you like ever kind of lose faith that the UFC would never happen?
2: So retiring after Bellator was mostly because my after yeah, PFL, I mean, when I took the PFL fight, I had a really long talk with people around me about like, look, my goal from day one is be, you know, I want to fight in the UFC. And my biggest fear about fighting for PFL was that if somehow shit went sideways, I would never get signed to UFC. And I go in, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this, to change my life. I go in, starts well. And then we have the uh, hilarious fact that I'm not designed to make 170 pounds back to back. Like, just does not a thing. It's not a thing. I cannot do it. And I would never try to do it ever again. You see, I fought like four times this year at different weights because I can't go from 70 to 70 within a couple of weeks. It's just not a thing that I can do. So lo and behold, things go sideways and I'm just like, Holy shit. I just ruined my chances to like accomplish the one goal I've had for 12 years. And that one, that's when I was like, I have like ruined everything and I just didn't think I was ever going to get picked up. I was pretty sure I, you know, I sealed my, like, you know, hammered the nails in my coffin there And that's really like when I honestly like lost hope, like, Oh my God, what have I done?
0: Was that the only time or after the contender series, did you kind of have the same thoughts?
2: Uh, Contenders? I was just pissed off. I was just absolutely furious. It still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I see people who win like decisions on contenders and get contracts. I see people who lose and get contracts and I'm like, what the hell? But, you know, I competed on a time when he was dead set. on only giving out two contracts to show a max. And uh, I think those have, restrictions have been loosened a bit. But I was just mad. I was over it. Like, I got broke my hand. I go out there. I have, like, one of, like, three hook kick knockouts in the entire, like, company's history. And just to be passed over again, it was just the biggest slap in the face ever.
0: Well, Chris, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC Welterweight, Jordan Williams, who's returning at MSG pretty soon. Jordan, how's it going? It's going well,
3: my man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Like, that's the first thing I want to start off with. Like, you get the phone call that you're fighting at MSG. Like, what kind of goes to your head? Because kind of everyone dreams of fighting there.
3: Oh, dude, I just, like, I thought of, like, man, like, my my fight name is Bumaye, like Ali Bumaye. And you know Ali has fought there. it's just a uh, you know uh, such a monumental uh, arena, and it's like the, the world's most famous or notorious arena, so it's an honor it's like nothing nothing shorter than honor to be in there
0: was this the right time for you Because this is a fairly quick turnaround after your last fight
3: mm-hmm. I mean it's a quick turnaround, but you know as long as we're all healed up and everything is um all pistons are firing like why not you know msg and and you know the, uh, we, we, like the opponent, you know we we, 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 we are we Playing the game. You, keep, uh, so, you, you know, keep cutting
2: out.
3: Cool. Ah, shoot. Sorry. I'm sorry. The service here in my house is, is not the greatest. Um, um, can
0: you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now.
3: All right. Um. So, um. Yeah, you know, like the, the, the pieces are lining up. If they, if they continue to line up uh, medically and system, uh, systematically with this fight, why not? Because we're always in training camp. Um, so, you know, that's how Coach Mark runs things. We're always ready. We're always, you know, like when you have a fight, that means you get a week of less hard training than everyone else. It's like, <laughs> that's how things run here. So, you know, why not? Like, we're, we're – or using in my body or firing up, it's ready. So, you know, this would be a good opportunity
0: for me. Oh, What do you uh, take away from your last day? So, as you returned to welterweight in quite a while. Mm-hmm. um, like cut was fine.
3: You know, on the night of uh, weight cut, like the night before I got on the scale that morning, I – um lost eight pounds in an hour and then i got underweight uh ate about two pounds or drank a pound ate a pound and then um floated off the, or had to get into like the sauna and like sweat off point eight in the morning so um the wake up wasn't an issue for me. Like, you know, that's out of my head. Like I, we did really well with our weight cut. It's uh the thing I got to take away from this fight is, you know, my tendencies when I'm striking and, and to be more, um, uh, like follow the game plan and just be more, have a target and have a goal and strive through it and not just be so reactive. And so, um, too much in the moment, be in the moment, slow things down, but also um uh train our game plan and make sure it gets executed at the end by by the
0: end of the fight. And Ian Gary, like he's a guy that's very hyped up, like how much do you know about him?
3: Um, I I I know about his combinations, you know, and you know, we're what do you think I I'm gonna do tonight? Like I'm gonna be watching him again so i i know enough about him like you know i and i know that he's hyped up on the regional scene but you know um i've been swimming with sharks you know for a while i've i've, I've had five fights i've had two fights in the SC, but five under dana white um in total so that's a lot of high-level competition that I've had to deal with. And, you know, I don't know who he's dealt with on these regional scenes or how old they were or, you know, whatever. Like, But, but I've been fooling with some sharks for a while now. And, like, uh, if he wants to jump in the tank, I'll
0: welcome him in. Uh, like, is this an exciting matchup for you just because he is undefeated and has a lot of this hype? So if you win, like, you can steal a lot of that hype in his fans? Goose egg season. You know what I'm saying? It's goose eggs, 120 yeah. goose eggs. I you know I got one.
3: I got one in the basket. I think I, at least one, you know. And like I, I haven't had. Oh, I had a chance to take another one, but and uh for the judges, I lost. You know, you know, but like back in tennis, series fight. But Dana said I won. Uh, I love, I love hunting goose eggs. You know, All right? Fuck it. Like you never been there before. Like it's, you never felt like there's a certain hunger someone has when the back's against the ropes. And you never your back's never been there. Well let's see how you fight off fight off
0: you know, fight off the rope. Do you think your back is against the wall then? Like do you think this kinda of do or die for your UFC career? At the moment, yes.
3: Yeah. I mean why not I mean I, I mean I put on a show it's like finish or be finished and you know, that's how it is for them that I usually do. You know, granted my first fight fight was a uh, a decision like I go hard for the company, and everyone knows that. But you gotta show up, and um, I haven't shown up the last two fights. So for myself, not only for like, more importantly, is do that for me. Like I, I have to really search inside my soul and and uh, and find the strength and 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 talk to myself and be like, hey, like you, this is what you wanna do here, like you know. You want to do it, and like I know in me, I want to do it at the best level. And so, um, the, you know, like uh, I think every competitor wants should tell himself that every fight's do or die, and especially one who's smart and leads the situation. Like I, I, I can't pay the cake right now. You know, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna execute our game plan. We're doing everything we can outside the outside of training. So, um this is do or die for sure.
0: How do you kind of see this fight playing out? You know, I just, I play,
3: I I see this fight playing out. Me just running my game plan, me executing our game plan. I feel like, you know, he's strong and he's well known on the regional scene, but you know, that's a different pressure when you're fighting in the UFC. And, uh, I'm, a, I'm gonna. i to make sure I, I apply that pressure. That's how I I I see this fight going. Is me,
0: you know, is uh applying that pressure and keeping my contract. Uh, what What do you think a win over Ian does for you? Just because he is has a lot of hype, a lot of people think he's gonna be like this big star in the UFC. You know, I think uh,
3: it, uh, it does whatever it wants for me. I take it for like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop him. It depends. A, it depends on how I stop him. But if I stop him and and start in a sickly fashion, like, yeah, it, it'll jump me a little bit of credit. I feel like, you know, he's he hasn't even fought in the UFC yet. on his his test, and uh, so if like if I beat him, really at the end of the day, it means like I just it means for me I belong. And like I don't, I'm not gonna take it. uh, I'm gonna keep be humble, and and win or defeat. And if I win, like I'm not gonna be like, oh, this means like I fucking get to fight so and so. Like no, that means that I'm gonna get back to work. That's all that means. Like I'm gonna keep striving to the goal and the dream that I've that I've had. I don't know what it what it's gonna mean to the world because you know the messages that you receive from people say you go all different sorts of things. But I know for me, what it's going to mean is that, uh, it's going to solidify my drive and my passion and, uh, my dream and like, and then just to keep going for it. Uh,
0: what's it going to be like to be fighting in front of fans, like sold out crowd in New York as well.
3: Okay. man, that's the thing I'm actually, um, super hyped about the, uh, <clears throat> you know, when Co- I got my contract during COVID, and I've had contender series fights with no, so there's basically an, an empty arena, or it's just like there's no crowd. So now that I finally get to be in the crowd, be in the arena, and uh, it's it just means a lot. It just means that it's gonna complete, um, like the the whole visual aspect. I felt I thought of when I first thought of fighting for the UFC, like you know, like ten years ago. You're like, oh. I've I think of fighting in front of a lot of fans, you know, and uh, and now that's finally coming into fruition. So I feel great. I, I love it. And uh man, it's just like I mean it means the world to me. And I like so it's gonna be more of a drive. I'm not gonna get fucking blinded by the lights, you know, and have that like that pressure. It's just gonna feel like yes, like this is what that feeling it feels like and I finally get it. I wanna keep it.
0: Uh, training at Factory X, like what's it like training camp now? Because one of the best gyms, Mark Montoya, like one of the best coaches as well. Um, uh, well, for, before I say that, I'll correct you. He is the best coach,
3: yeah, around, and I appreciate uh, me being part of the team. And what it's like is, uh, it's it's a humble. Reminder, sweet better taste of what this game is. That's what, you know, like, he'll, he'll, he'll be a father figure. He'll be a guidance figure for you. But at the, end of, at the end of the day, like, we're fighting. And, like, and it's in my best interest and his best interest if he keeps, uh, like, it's, like, close connection, but he keeps us on the business sake, Like, hey, like, you know, we got to work on this. We got to work on that. You got to be – um. Growing and gaining, and uh, the his big thing that he's been going over is listening, not hearing, and really listening to what he's saying and and use it. So, um, he uh, he has a roster, you know, and he says he can only he can only uh, do uh, so many people on the mat. So if you're on this mat. To stay on this mat, you know, because whenever you see a new face come on this mat, you might be the old face leaving it because there's only a number that he keeps. So it's like you feel the love, you feel the support, but then, but you also feel like the, the pressure and the heat. Like, you know, you got to be there. You got to be like this has to be your um, your everything. And that's what, that, that's what fighting for Coach Mark is. It's, like, a reminder of that.
0: Uh, just last thing, like, you get your hand race here. Like, when's that ideal time frame? I assume probably early next year. Um, I'm sorry, repeat the question? You get your hand raised here. Like, Okay, yep. Are, are you hoping one more this year, or do you think it's probably not going to get one more? It's probably going to be early next year, your next fight.
3: Uh, with this answer, this answer honestly goes fight by fight. You know, if I... I get my hand raised, but it's a three-round war, you know, that takes some damage for this W. Um, you know, I, like, whatever long, however long it takes for me to be um, healed up enough from the aftermath of this fight, and, and that's when I want to go in. You know, a win, a win. Is a big, you know, investment in confidence, and you don't want to let that, you know, dwindle, you know. So, and time, time, no matter what, if you win or lose, time is a dwindler, you know. It, it fades, it just fades away your confidence. So, I want to get in there as soon as I can, and uh, whenever I'm healthy.
0: All right, well, Jordan, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, brother. No worries. All right, we're joined by UFC flyweight Ode Osborne, who is back at Madison Square Garden for a big fight. O'Day, how's it going?
4: It's going well, man. How, how's it going with yourself?
0: Uh, really good. I just first want to quickly touch on your last fight against Manel Kopp. That was going your way. It was a really good performance and kind of that flying knee. I didn't think you were out. I thought it was a bit early. Like, what were your kind of thoughts on that stoppage?
4: Well, I was mad when the ref stopped me, and I was just like, no, you know, I I was I was I was yelling like no, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Um I was real mad. I was real bitter. But it's the fight game, man. There's nothing you can do about it after after the fight happens and after the ref makes a decision, you just got to move on from it, you know what I mean? Um I don't really like fighters who complain a lot, to be honest with you. Like I, I that's one of my biggest pet peeves, is fighters who complain <clears throat> after they lose um so i tried not to do that but i definitely i wanted to keep fighting
0: have you watched that fight back or is that one that it's just like it kind of annoys you with how it ended
4: no man you, you got to watch your losses back you got to watch your losses back that's how you improve you know i was annoyed yeah. yes but i watched it
0: and your opponent cj Vergara like did you see his fight in the contender series it was obviously very impressive
4: I did not. I I know he he won uh, via body knee in what like how like
0: two minutes or something like that. Yeah, it was under a minute. It was like
4: forty something 40 seconds. Forty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know he won. Uh, I didn't see it though. I mean, there's really no point in watching it because he he. I I know he won by knee via knee to the stomach. So there's not there's not much to to really. If it's only forty seconds, there's not really much of a fight to watch. There's no point in watching it. You know what I'm saying? If you had fought five minutes, ten minutes, a whole fifteen minutes, then you could, then I could really like, you know, study him and his movements and his motions and how he flows. But there's really not much for me to study in 40 seconds. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hey, was this kind of the right time for you to return? I think it's a lot sooner than a lot of people thought, just because he fought in August and you're turning in November, which is a pretty quick turnaround for a lot of people.
4: Hey, I like the fight. <laughs> You know what I mean? I I, I do like the fight, man. I um I'm happy that the UFC is finally like letting me fight. You know what I'm saying? I went a whole year without one fight during COVID, so I'm like yeah, man, this that, I I just I love the fight, so, you know, um it's interesting now because I quit my job and I moved out to Vegas and I'm at Syndicate now, so I've been training just nonstop, so it's different you know usually I got school and other stuff to worry about I don't have to worry about anything but training it to utilize the PI all kinds of stuff so
0: when did you quit your job because I remember even talking to you before the Manel fight you were at, at the school we were doing the interview yeah
4: I did man I, I um I left and came out here to Vegas after that manila fight
0: is that something you just thought was always going to happen and that loss just kind of made you realize it had to happen a lot sooner
4: not really. I didn't always think it was going to happen, to be honest. Um, it was it was something that I enjoyed my job. You know, I really, really, I love, 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 love working with the kids. So I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? I really didn't want to leave. But, you know, um, the gym I was at, I think, you know, me and the, the coaches were just not really seeing eye to eye. And, um, you know, I, I kind of was just... I feeling like I was there by myself. You know what I'm saying? You come point in life where you, you kind of feel like you're on a journey by yourself. That's when you need to switch things up. So after that Manila fight, I definitely felt um, I already knew um, kind of where I wanted to go. But after that Manila fight, I was just like, you know what? I need to I need to I need change because I enjoy working with kids, and I need for them to see what success looks like. So what how can I show that to them without being successful and i you know what I'm saying I got nothing to offer right now and so i I have to set that example for them to sacrifice you got to be able to sacrifice everything to achieve everything
0: and how did you settle on syndicate is that something that you've been there before or how did you kind of get
1: there?
4: well the coach John wood is just a very very amazing guy Have you ever met John he's um he, I say this all the time, but he reminds me of a very first trainer who, uh you know, he passed away in a motorcycle accident, but he was a very awesome guy. He, he, his name was Reese. He loved to coach. You know what I'm saying? He had that, that passion for, for, for teaching, you know? Um, But yeah, John reminds me of that because you can see when we do pads and everything, when he's talking about fighting, when he's talk, it could be whatever. He's very passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh it was, e- it was, it was, it was an easy decision to make. I didn't really need to go here, come to Vegas and check out any of the gyms. As soon as I met John and went to syndicate, it was just like, okay, all right, I'm home.
0: And, and then you obviously get the PI too. And so many fighters travel through there. So how much does a benefit that where it's yeah. like a second gym where you get a bunch of high level fighters through. Yeah,
4: there. for real, for real. And a lot of people come out to syndicate too. Um, you know, Aljamain Sterling was just there the other day. Um, Dan Hooker's there right now. Just, just, uh hanging out training um you know um vinny uh there's a there's a a a nice body size for me to to work with so
0: and this fight you get the phone call or the email whatever it is but at, at madison square garden like is it just an immediate yes when you found out that was the venue
4: yes it was
0: is that something you've kind of dreamed about? Because whenever I talk fighters, it's always get to the UFC and fight to Madison Square Garden are kind of their like first two goals I kind of set out, other than being champion, obviously. Um Yeah, it's always something I've been I've dreamed about, but you know,
4: my aspirations have changed. So my dreams are still the same, but my aspirations have changed. Meaning um I'm no longer excited about fighting at Madison Square Garden. I know it sounds crazy. I'm excited about fighting. Yep. I'm not excited. You, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So here's why I say that. Like, I, I'm blessed and I feel like I'm so happy that I got this opportunity to fight at Madison Square Garden, right? Like, don't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, the opportunity, amazing. What I mean is, once you fought in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena or MGM or wherever, then you've pretty much fought everywhere. You know, the excitement, you know, so now you got to like dial in. After I win, then I'll be excited about Madison Square Garden. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> right now I'm I just I just gotta remain grounded, you know what I'm saying? Uh not not too not too much here, not too much here, just right in the middle, you know. Um a lot of confidence, not a lot of ego. It's like keeping the balance, you know what I mean? So after I after I get the win, then I'll be excited about Madison Square Garden. It'd be like, man, that was amazing. I just fought in Madison Square Garden. Not once. Everyone had asked me that. People were like, hey, uh, so you uh Excited about Madison Square Garden? I'm like, not yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much do you know about your opponent? Just because he's a guy that doesn't have any UFC fights. Like, I know it's hard to kind of keep track of all those guys coming up.
4: I don't know too much about him, to be honest. Uh, he doesn't have many footage on, on the web or whatever. But it, I never really have been one to look into my opponents. I just go out there and fight my fight. You know, you get too hung up on your opponent's strengths and you don't do what you you're, you're supposed to do
0: how do you kind of see this fight playing out then
4: same thing i don't really i used if you'd asked me this question two weeks ago sorry two years ago i would have been like man i see, i see myself getting the knockout or something like that or something stupid but um i don't know you know what i mean it could, it could go the fight a fight could go anywhere yeah. this um you can't see one thing you know what i'm saying You got to be able to, like, analyze everything. That's another thing why I like John, because he plans for everything. When we're we're doing our pad work, he's like, if if he does this, we do that. If he does that, we do this. If he does this, we do that. You know what I'm saying? There's there's all these different variations to countering anything that he tries or does. So uh, the fight could go anywhere.
0: The the flatweight division, obviously, it's shallower than compared to other divisions. Like, what do you think a win over CJ, like, puts you in the division?
4: I don't know. I don't know, you know. Um, I guess we'll just have to hope and see, you know. Um, I, I have no idea, actually.
0: Uh, I'm not sure how much you care about this, or I mean, this might be something that you look at after the fight, but is it kind of surreal your four UFC fights in, and you're going to be on, like, two of the biggest cards in recent memory in McGregor, Cowboy, and then obviously this card, which is massive?
4: No, I don't think about that stuff, man. Uh, like I said... It's all surreal and stuff. It's all cool. And I, I, I'm blessed. I'm honored. I'm humbled. I'm appreciative. I am grateful and grat- I have so much gratitude. But at the end of the day, the job isn't isn't done, you know. The the goal is to be a UFC champion. Um, so I can't let these these little nuances take me off my path, you know. You can't you can't uh I think that's what happened to McGregor, you know, I think he let too many he let the hype get him off the train you're <laughs> supposed to be the hype train you guys stay on the train you know
0: i know you're someone that really doesn't call out many people it's more whatever the ufc offers you so is it mm-hmm. the same thing here like get your hand raised and just yeah, kind every, of whatever the management
4: mm-hmm. yeah everybody they've offered me i've been like yeah let's do it I don't, I don't i don't say no to fights i say i i'm like easy to work with you know what i'm saying anytime they're like hey Let's get let's get a fight. Does the day want to fight? I'm like, yeah, I want to fight. Let's go.
0: Do you think this is probably it for you though this year? Just because early November it would be hard to get another one in. Shit. If I get if if things go smooth and I'm in there and things go real
4: smooth, like first round smooth, like, like first couple sign seconds Sign me up. Look, sign me up again. <laughs> get me in there in December. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Going back in front of fans too, like, what's that going to be like for you?
4: Uh, I mean, I've experienced it. It was, it was. Yep. It doesn't make a difference, to be honest. You know, (laughs) it really doesn't. It's like once you're dialed in, you're 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 not you're not even like focused on the fans, really. I mean, I'm not
0: uh just last thing like how much better do you think you will be come november 6th now that you kind of have a full camp and everything in vegas like, like it seems like you've been adding a lot mm,
4: yes i i think um
0: people are gonna see a new me let's just say that <laughs> i think people are gonna see
2: a new me all right well ode i appreciate the time as always thanks so much for doing this thank you